0: And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are neighbors talking about? And uh, they've been talking. We had a record weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Hmm. Just kind of set all kinds of blew past, all kinds of 61 years, blew past all those. (laughs) So people were energetic. I think part of that's compressed. Yeah season it was cold so long people waited and normally would they would have planted two three weeks earlier but they didn't they planted now and so we had it compressed so
1: i would agree
0: i'll take it either way either way we'll
1: take it it's nice to see people out gardening working in their yards that's exciting
0: i actually like spring because you get to see all your garden friends coming back you haven't seen them because it's like Snowing and and it's just cold outside. Now it's uh, everyone's out. Yes, kind of get to see that that community of gardeners. It's very mm-hmm. tight knit. Right. Fun to see everyone.
1: Very much so. Yes.
0: So gardening questions. <laughs> what are we talking about, my well, love?
1: Sure. So Ashley's in Prescott. She has some roses that have lots of wonderful buds, but those buds are not opening and they yeah. look kind of brown on yeah. roses. She Dang wants it. to know, by golly, what happened, how I <laughs> fix it, Yeah, make it better.
0: So I mentioned that the previous segment, but uh, basically it was that was on trees, but a uh, thrip get into roses as well. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is where that rose bud comes out, there's a little tiny bug that crawls inside the bud and it starts a nest. There's more than one. It's like, a whole community of (laughs) of thrip or or no are inside the bud. If you were to actually break open that bud, you'd see bugs kind of jumping around inside the bud. They're eating the flower from the inside out. And that's why I tell folks um, you should put rose food with systemic on your roses earlier. So it's it's like like April and, and March even put it on so the plant will actually absorb this food and with the bug inhibitor inside the actual rose bud. And so that's what you, it's too late now because they're already in the bud. So what do you do? Pray over your roses. That's all you can do. There's no way to get them. Once they're inside the bud, we can spray them. So I would say spray right now, no question with triple action. It's a neem oil. It actually uh, will will take care of any bugs that are exposed onto the the plant itself. So at least you don't have more damage. It's hard to get it inside the bud. Focus inside the buds, on the buds as best you can. It does have a fragrance to it. It's got an odor that insects don't like. So you get a repelling action that'll help keep off the the aphids, the thrip that are coming, that that will keep coming. uh, And then... Fertilize with the rose food with systemic. Do it, do it now. So it's, it's better to do it late than never. Uh, and then some of those buds won't open. Most, I think, will. And as it opens, that that damaged or that brown or black petals, they kind of float to the outside, and the inside will be beautiful. And so I think it's it's you're going to recover, Ashley. You'll be fine. But now you know for next year, prune back in March, and then right afterwards fertilize with the rose food with systemic and really you're only doing that early spring because mm-hmm. this is when this bug shows up it doesn't they don't like summer right they like spring they like the cool long days this is when they thrive it'll also help you with aphids watch out for aphids they're starting to show up they're now right as well <laughs> i've seen uh, uh mildew showing up too yeah. so powdery mildew's on on just the leading indicators
1: i think the cooler nights and the humidity have yeah. started that a little early too
0: triple action ashley come in and get some right away it'll help you with all three of those aphids thrip and mildew
1: yep okay Next question is from Deb in Presca Valley. She says, my neighbor has a large tree covered in purple blossoms that hang down. What is that tree? Yeah, Deb,
0: great. So everyone's commenting on them. So they opened up last week. They always open up for Mother's Day. If you want a beautiful shade tree for for years and years, for decades of of Mother's Days to come, you plant purple robe locusts. That's what that that tree is. So there, there's a big tree out there at all elevations. They've probably been blooming longer over in the Verde Valley, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that side of the hill, the S- Sedona's Camp Verde's, those areas, that's purple robe locust. And over here, this side of the hill, a little bit higher elevation. They just opened a few days ago. And so those are, it's got a wisteria kind of flower that hangs down about a foot, eight inches or so. And the, the tree is just covered and it will bloom like that for, Darn close to a month. Mm-hmm. And then it's just this beautiful shade tree up to about 35 feet tall, about 20 feet wide. And then locusts, anytime you hear the word locust, locust is a great tree for here. So they generally have smaller leaves. So they take our wind, they don't dry out as easily. Uh, there's another one that's a companion to that, that's a, a cousin called golden locust or honey locust. You're seeing this bright, bright yellow tree right now that's mm-hmm. golden locusts uh that, that, that they go together so th- they take the wind they're draw hardy now the golden locust doesn't bloom so much but the foliage is so stunning that you just go wow and it looks really good against the, the native blues dark greens companion planted with aspens just as a good contrasting plant then as we mature, that plant will actually turn green. So it's green through the summer, but the new growth is always gold. For the purple robe locust, it always puts on the flower first, then it then it leaves. And so you see this dramatic, like it's it's noticeable. When you see it in bloom, you, you're going, wow, I got I got to have me one of them.
1: It's pretty fast growing for a locust, right? Oh, very fast. Robe,
0: yeah. yeah, very fast. All
1: right. We covered that.
0: I did. I was waiting for you to comment on the <laughs> accent I use. I, I oh, got out of my box, going. Sorry. I don't even know where that came from. I'm so but,
1: used to hearing you do that. I don't that.
0: know, sir. <laughs> Never mind. I'll, Let it go. I'll just start offending people. Yes. Stick with my Irish accent. No, Métis. Is- Matey. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. All right, Jack in Prescott says you mentioned using different products for great tomatoes, but I didn't write down what you mentioned. Uh, can you cover that again, please?
0: Jack, you gotta take better notes. This <laughs> is super easy, and there's a YouTube on that. I just, just shot one on our wow. YouTube channel, and go go take a look or type in tomatoes in our website watersgardencenter.com. There's a search bar. Type in tomatoes, probably the handout and the video will show up. So we try that's a repository. Of all garden content that we produce here. So Jack, it's an easy way to go back and take a look. So for those of you that are driving down the road right now, if you're note takers, pull over, pull out the notebook, take notes. Otherwise, just go to the website, watersgardencenter.com, type in tomato, it'll pop right up for you. But here's what it was. So whenever I am planting tomatoes, just planted one yesterday morning, there are three things I do. One, plant it deep. And then at the bottom of that tomato, where the roots are going to grow through it, sprinkle a little bit of Aqua Boost crystals. And I wish I had, I could show that on, for our video folks tuned in, but for the audio folks, visualize for me. Uh, <laughs> Aqua Boost are, are polymer crystals that swell up and hold up 200 times their weight in water. This is going to help reduce that cracking skin, thick skins, tough tomatoes, because that's usually a. a, a um, it's a it's a water issue between cool you're watering the morning so things are nice and plump and they dry out during the day. And this 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 t- fruit just ebbs and flows, it swells and shrinks, and that's what causes that cracking. So aqua boost actually bridges or makes it more consistent with its watering, so you don't have that happen. Mm-hmm. It's a game changer. Every time I plant a vegetable, a, a flower, anything really, I'm sprinkling. Some aqua boost at the bottom where the roots are. In addition, I mentioned two products that I'm that I'm spritzing the vegetable garden with. Us, specifically, tomatoes and peppers are the most famous. But tomato set, tomato and pepper set, is what it's called here. Uh, you're, when the plant is up to size and starting to set flowers, spritz it. Start every other week. Spritz that plant with. Um, basically fruit set or tomato and pepper set. It'll force the plant to slow down and start to set more fruit. In addition, we're famous for blossom end rot here. So that where that flower touches the fruit, it will actually rot off. And so that's a almost a classic example of calcium mm-hmm. deficiency. So there you're spritzing again, another kind of ready to use spray. You're spritzing the plant with, um, yield booster yeah. yield I'm trying to go <laughs> I'm what, mad, is it? what is it yeah. yeah yield booster so yield booster blossom set those two things once a week just change them off and you will have unbelievable fruit count and larger fruits sweeter tasting cuz calcium brings out the flavor of your vegetables that's Aqua boost yield booster and pepper, uh, tomato, and pepper set. There you go, Jack. You got it all again. Check the website, we were out of time uh, like 10 10 seconds ago. Can Elisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners, be right back after this? <laughs>